0: Leverage. Uh, They're going after Manafort on something that apparently has nothing to do with Trump years ago. His own business. Yeah. But what they're saying to him is we got you now and we don't care about that. But if you can tell us something about Trump and the campaign and collusion, we'll give you a get out of jail card free. So it's all about leverage. That's the way prosecutors
1: work. That's Alan Dershowitz of Harvard Law. Um, Never heard of it. Although Manafort has a possible get out of jail free card with the with the president, right?
0: Yes, on federal charges. yeah, but uh, as we've heard, there are uh, the uh, state's attorney in New York is also working on various stuff. He could be going to jail for a very long time. is that correct? Entirely possible? Yeah he, he's older than he
1: looks too. I is that so? think I read he's <laughs> 67. I didn't realize. The guy's realize. in enough trouble. He you take a shot at his appearance. Well, no, you don't. Well, if you're sick, I think I think read he's 67, 64. You don't 68. Want to, 68. Wow. He's yeah. almost 70. Good-looking 70-year-old. But you don't want to go to prison for
0: 20 years when you're almost 70. Might be the rest of his days. Uh, ladies and gents, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Bill Portanova, who served for many years as an assistant U.S. attorney. Federally prosecuted all sorts of complex cases, including organized crime, white-collar crime, narcotics, computer crime. He formed uh, some of the early state and federal high time, high-tech crimes task forces in California, put a lot of bad guys in jail, then became a, uh, a private defender in 1997, working both sides of the justice system. Bill Portanova joins us now. Hey, Bill, how are you?
2: Hey, good morning. Very good. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for spending
0: a couple of minutes. We appreciate it. So listen, as a guy who has seen a hell of a lot of these fairly complex prosecutions, and I'm sure you follow the news to some extent, uh, how did the news uh, yesterday about uh, both Manafort and Papadopoulos strike you?
2: Well, the Manafort news wasn't all that surprising. The Papadopoulos news um, was really the big hit. And uh, with these two cases, I, I think that, the special counsel has more or less bookended the investigation that they're uh, that they're working on. Papadopoulos is a critical witness at a critical time period and is theoretically at the table for some of these discussions that go right to the heart of what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And he's already talking. <clears throat>
3: how,
1: how, do we, how do we know he's talking?
2: Well, his plea agreement says that he is actively cooperating with the government, and there's no doubt that he is getting a sentencing reduction in exchange for that cooperation. And you don't think that's
0: just because he has a smiling
2: demeanor and good table manners? You think maybe he's he's told them something? Yeah, he absolutely told them plenty. And by the time they got to him, they knew the story already. One thing about the FBI, they don't just go out and start knocking on doors during an investigation. They get everything together first. Then they go talk to people and ask them questions about stuff they already know the answers to. So by the time they talked to this guy in January or February of last of this uh, 2017, they already knew everything that he had written and received and emails and so forth. So they caught him in a lie pretty fast. Hmm. <clears throat> and once he was caught in a lie, they rolled him pretty fast. And then they, of course, systematically went through all of his emails, I'm sure, all of his communications, all of his GPS positioning satellite data, everything they could do. To build the story, and he's been rewarded for it.
1: So, what do you think the likelihood is that he either wore a wire or had, you know, uh, called people on the phone with the FBI listening in on his end, or any any of that stuff in the last three months or however long?
2: It's very high, but this is not a case that's going to be made with um, real time audio monitoring. This is a case that's going to be made with a written record. Because one thing is very clear about these: this whole uh, email Russia collusion investigation if nobody seems to have received any training whatsoever on how to be good at hiding things <laughs> at
0: least, well, you know that struck me thing. too at least the Clintons hire a firm that hires an attorney that hires a guy who hires the steel character to go to Russia the,
2: <laughs> the Trump people and are just making phone calls in public when I was a prosecutor we used to joke you know are all the criminals that we would see in court every day were all so stupid so regularly and we thought well are, are all criminals stupid or are we just catching the dumb ones right. well, I, I think we know the answer now
0: yeah wow so you said that you felt like uh, papadopoulos and manafort were bookends in the investigation uh, what do you mean how does uh manafort fit in
2: well if you can sort of picture this um almost like a vice because clearly at the top of the campaign at the time in this russia collusion investigation you have to have the campaign chairman who has these natural roots going into the Ukrainian government and therefore into the Russian government, and plenty of money to justify doing whatever he's doing, whether he owed money, whether he just wanted to earn money. He certainly had motivation. Then you bring in somebody at the bottom end, and now you've got a guy at the bottom and a guy at the top communicating apparently directly about getting these emails from the Russians that, that theoretically were hacked emails. The big problem here is that is, in and of itself, a crime. And we, we tend to forget that hacking itself is a felony. And if you're trying to help somebody make use of these hacked emails, you're participating in a conspiracy on these uh, <coughs> to distribute hacked emails.
0: Wow, that is a and, point I have not heard made in a hundred discussions of this story. Go
2: on, please. So so if they've got him um, in real time uh, discussing... Not only these communications, you know, with uh, Paul Manafort and anybody else about finding the emails at a time when nobody else knew necessarily that they'd even been hacked. And then you um, stay with him through six months of communications up to the time of the, uh, the, the release of those emails. If you have his history of writings and communications with the people in the Trump campaign discussing those emails, you have a roadmap right to the heart of any campaign collusion <laughs> and collusion is nothing more than an agreement it's the same as conspiracy except that to be a conspiracy it has to be for an illegal purpose and hack, getting access to somebody's hacked emails is illegal so really we can stop using the word collusion and just go straight to conspiracy at this
0: point Bill Portnova, for mm-hmm. many years was an assistant US attorney he's now a defense attorney and joins us
2: so what, what crimes are,
1: uh, are, will our justice system overlook to get a bigger fish? Practically anything?
2: Well, this is the worst thing they're going to do here is attack anybody who's attacking the system. And to the extent that anybody's tried to obstruct justice, they're going first. And that includes anybody who's lied to an FBI agent. Because if you choose to talk to the government, then you had better tell the truth. If it fails... At that moment, the whole system collapses. And so everybody, including the judges, take it very seriously.
3: Mm.
2: <clears throat> now, having said that, I'm reminded that at some point it became clear that Donald Trump Jr. had met with some Russians to get the same sort of emails. And there was some great interest in the fact that the president may have structured or helped the, his son write the response as to what happened during the meeting with the Russians, in terms of getting those emails, and if that's the case, the, the second big crime to be looked at there is obstruction of justice. But was
1: that lying to the media, which is not a crime, or lying to the the FBI?
2: Well, it's interesting because it's not a, it's not a crime to lie to the media. <laughs> But the fact that you lie—Or is it? Are you lying to us right now, Bill Portanova? We don't know that. Or to
1: the—or to the American people. Obviously, if politicians couldn't lie to the media or the American people, we wouldn't—we wouldn't have many people.
2: Right. It's not a crime. However, you can—they can use the evidence of you lying publicly as proof of your attempt to conceal your crime. Hmm. So it's not that it's it's not—it's not—it's not that it's illegal. It's that it's evidence that you're worried about hiding something that probably is illegal.
0: Interesting. Interesting, yeah, indeed. So, listen, we heard a couple of theories expressed that are more or less uh, opposites of each other yesterday about Paul Manafort and the charges against him, which are very, very serious. I'd be terrified if I were charged with that sort of thing. Uh, there there was the conventional wisdom that they're, okay, they're using all these big charges to try to turn him and then others countered that, well, if they were going to try to turn him, they'd have tried to turn him in secret, in quiet, and gotten him to help. Do you think they're trying to get something out of Manafort at this point?
2: They'll always be – at this point, they'll they'll listen. If he wants to make some sort of a deal to reduce his sentence, the federal prosecutor's office will always listen to any information that they might have in an, in the future prosecution of someone else. So it's not – The time for immunity or sort of getting away with something has long passed. Once people are charged, there's still an opportunity to cooperate and get leniency. But it's um, it's uh, your your stock price has gone way down if, if you're trying to do it at this point.
1: Is it possible that the FBI started investigating this Russian collusion thing and they just, you know, they're on Manafort's trail and they just found out, oh, man, he's all kinds of a crook. In all kinds of different ways, not related to this, but we got to bust this criminal. I mean, does that happen in these investigations?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, frequently, you know, just imagine a cop chasing a robbery suspect and he goes through somebody's front door and out the back door, and on the way he sees a crime in the living room. He's going to arrest the people that he picks up along the way just because he has a legal right to be where he is. And a guy like Manafort is not just a one off crook. If you read this indictment, This is a guy who really puts his heart and soul into being a crutch. At every opportunity, every opportunity, he lies. Every opportunity to chisel a couple of extra dollars out of somebody, he does. Whether it's lying to the bank, lying to the government, hiding his money, bringing other people into the case to be used unwittingly, perhaps. Of course, we don't know how unwitting these other lobbyist firms were, but uh, he certainly tried to create and obfuscate a screen system that was global, So he could collect $75 million in fees and live like a king, but at the same time, he cared enough to chisel the banks on bank loans just to get a lousy extra low interest rate on a refinance of a residents in new york wow you're right
0: he's he's a 24 hour a day crook you almost got to admire that i need to get me a shell corporation that's what i took out of that story
1: nice reputation (laughs) manafort's got when he gets arrested how many times have i heard in the last 24 hours of course everybody expected
3: this
0: (laughs) (laughs) boy it's
2: amazing he made it as far as he did uh bill portanova uh, go ahead bill what's that oh uh, i'm just going to say there was one if you read the transcript of the plea proceedings where Papadopoulos uh, was actually in court for 20 or 30 minutes during the dependency of the plea itself, which was under seal until uh, yesterday, you see that there's a great deal of concern being expressed by the federal prosecutors that they keep Mr. Papadopoulos quiet on the issue of the questions and documents that they were showing him and asking him about during their interviews of him. Very clear that they did not want him to make any kind of discovery request or a FOIA request, freedom of information, or anything like that, because as they described it, this is a small piece of a very large investigation, and he has a roadmap now based on the questions we've been asking him. We don't want him sharing that, and this is in the transcript. so It's not a matter of – it's not a speculation that that this is happening. It's real. And it's deadly serious.
0: Oh, boy. Chapter one and, and many to come, I suspect. Bill Portanova, a former assistant U.S. attorney, currently a private defense attorney. Bill, someday my sins will have caught up to me, and I'll, I'll give you a call. I hope you can <laughs> do your best.
2: <laughs> well, well I, I hope so, and I hope not. Uh, Texts okay. are
0: already coming in saying what a yeah. great interview. Yeah, so Bill, thanks for could, your time. We could talk to you all day. I hope we can check in again sometime. All
2: no. right. Thank you.
0: Thanks a million. Yeah, well done. That was good. That was some
2: good stuff right there. Yes, indeed.
0: On the Armstrong engagement, that's where you hear the good stuff. Oh, come on now. Please, cable news. a bunch of people. Right. They they got no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) Real stuff here, huh? They're just reading
1: stuff other people wrote. Exactly. Uh, Geez, I wonder where we are in this thing. I heard somebody the other day say we're in about the third inning. Well, based on recent. Baseball games. That means we're not even close to done.
0: Oh my
4: God.
1: There's like yeah. several uh, Grand Slam home runs to come. Exactly. 25 runs in 13 innings. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on this? Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Four one five two nine five KFTC. Got everything from more on this to I watched uh, the first episode of the next season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians last oh.
3: night.
1: Oh, oh. oh good. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Ah (laughs) Halloween candy is actually a sore subject for me. They call it fun size, <laughs> but look at this. <laughs> when you're my size, this isn't fun. <laughs> this is bull. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the great Shaquille O'Neal.
1: Shaquille O'Neal filling in for Jimmy Kimmel last night.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is funny. <laughs> this is bull. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <ya. laughs> We gotta legalize that word. That's my jihad. <laughs> it's a funny word. I'm
1: gonna really try to stay away from the candy tonight. I'm gonna try to not to dip into the kids' candy. Good I,
0: man. Good that's, man.
1: I moved the scale into the house so that I can weigh myself every day. I really think that's a key to the whole thing. Where, where was it? Out by the mailbox? It was out in the <laughs> out in the shop, and uh, I would go out there on the weekends. But you got and then, and then I got out of that. You gotta I, for me. I gotta weigh myself every day. I need to have the number right there in my mm. face. Yeah, agreed. Yep, I need to be reminded on a day by day basis. But I gotta, <laughs> stay, gotta, yes, gotta stay away from the candy tonight, because the kids they get too much of it. So we got a whole bunch we got to throw away, and it's tough for me to throw away
0: a Kit Kat. It's tough to throw away a Kit Kat. How many candies would it take at one sitting to kill you? You know the answer to that. I do know the answer to that. We'll reveal that a little bit later. For on. a child or an adult, both. Thank you very much. What okay. do you what? A, What kind of question is that to ask a scientist? (laughs) I have all the information for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a fair amount. You'd have to eat quite a bit? Oh, my God, yes.
1: I've eaten enough to feel pretty bad, but, like, not go to the hospital or anything. You'd have to be really good at not vomiting. Kids metabolize sugar differently, obviously. Yeah. Because they can eat a whole bunch of that candy and be fine. If I ate uh, half that much, I'd be yakking in the toilet. (laughs) Right. Oh! Uh, man, was that a good guest we just had?
0: Uh, yeah, really enjoyed the chat with Bill Portanova, a uh, famed defense attorney, former prosecutor type. So he
1: certainly seems to think this is a fairly big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be a complex web of charges. I mean, listen, it's almost a cliche. I hate to point it out. But Bill Clinton's impeachment was the result of the essentially fruitless whitewater. Investigation. I mean, the Whitewater thing. It's still pretty clear to me that they just—they were pulling all sorts of strings in Arkansas, got all sorts of favors. But what a shock! It ended up with him lying about whether he had sex with Monica Lewinsky, when somehow or other Kenneth Starr had gotten onto whether Bill Clinton harassed Paula Jones, which is miles from Whitewater. Right. I mean, it's patterns of behavior. Yeah, I get that. But so. How many tentacles this thing has and how far out they reach nobody knows.
1: And so Clinton committed a crime lying under oath. He perjured himself yes. and lost his law license. But that's not you don't get booted out of the presidency for that. That's a political decision. The impeachment? Yeah, the, yeah, po- and the political decision was no, nah, that's that. You
0: you don't get to not be president for that. So is that what's going to happen with Trump? Well, the articles of impeachment were passed. But then the prosecution failed. So, yeah. But so, that was a political decision there, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's a political decision. He broke no. a law, but you could either let him get, get away with it or impeach him. If he'd not broken any laws, you could just think, you know what? He's a real son of a bitch. We're going to impeach him. And you can. But so at some point with Trump. And then, I'm sorry, just a, a quick note. But what about high crimes and misdemeanors? I remember a lot of talk about that. Those do not have specific definitions, those are political terms to convince the people with essentially.
1: Right, so at what point could this be, is there anything that the, if a president murdered someone, I assume they'd be thrown in jail, but they could be president from jail, couldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Ah. I think you could be president for jail. It would still be a political decision as to whether or not he gets to be president. I assume that, you know, that you'd be, the the vote would go down against you.
0: Right, I think they'd probably look at the 25th Amendment and try to assess whether he could do his job If you go to jail, jail, you can't vote for president how would you be able to be president? You can run related.
1: You can run for president from jail. It has been done before. Eugene mm. Debs, communist. Mm. And he got uh, like 5% of the vote or something. Dirty like that. red. Um, so, so at some point, it's a political decision. If he obstructed justice, even if they decide, yeah, you did. And uh, that's, that. that's, that's, the courts have decided. You obstructed colluding justice.
0: son of a gun, yeah.
1: He still could uh, be president of the United States, and uh, the voters would decide whether they want to have him around again. Sure. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a law license to lose, so he didn't care about that. Is there a license to own golf courses? Not really. <laughs> I don't know. Did he obstruct justice because he crafted the lie for the media with his son? Is that obstructing oh, about justice? the uh, Donald Jr meeting as our guests said yeah. that shows an intent to hide
0: i don't yeah, know yeah but uh, if it's political strategy right it's, it gets very f- fuzzy there right which is why it all ends up being politics mm-hmm. as it probably ought to be Right, right. Especially, you know, as a libertarian leaning fellow, I will point out that I don't think there's a man, woman or child in the United States of America that if you gave me enough time and money, I couldn't find a crime connected to illegal running of a lemonade stand. will start there and work up to, you know, Paul Manafort style crime. So, yeah, so there's a danger in the idea that, well, if the president has committed any crime, he should be removed. I don't think we'd have a president serve more than six months for the rest of the history of the republic, which is why it seems crazy. But, yeah, it's got to be politics. Now, murder? I mean, if he just shot a guy in the belly right on the south lawn in front of the news cameras and everyone saying as he pulled the trigger, I just don't like the look of him. Gunned him down. I think that and would work. And his party was in the, the majority in both houses? No, you'd lose.
1: You'd lose 100 to nothing in the Senate on that. So it'd still be politics, but you'd be out of office. No, nah, the Senate wants
0: him in, in place. He's getting the agenda done. No, but that then, wouldn't happen. Uh, but then I think the next set of elections, the party that did that, would, would lose power, perhaps, for a very long yeah. time. So it'd work out. Well, and plus the president would be prosecuted because he just shot a man to death in cold blood on the South Lawn. Yeah. So we get back to Sean's astute... Question, can he be president from prison? I
1: think he can. I, I think he would vote to decide he shouldn't be in office from prison, but I think he could be president from prison. I don't know. Somebody who knows more about it, uh, weigh in. Our text line, 415295 KFTC. I don't anticipate that happening. It's just an interesting What if? Certainly. How much candy do you need to eat to die? We should all know that. Quite a bit. (laughs) But it's not impossible. What's coming up in your news, Ryan Harris?
3: Well, the Russians weigh in on the manafort Papadopoulos indictments. I'm sure
0: that'll be helpful.
3: (laughs) Another college campus braces for protests ahead of plans for a speech by a controversial conservative, and will this be the year Harry Houdini returns from the dead? We'll have those stories for you straight ahead.
1: Is somebody suggesting that's a possibility?
3: He did.
1: Oh, gotcha. Oh, some sort of like Andy Kaufman-esque. Surprise! (laughs) Ta-da! (laughs) Ta-da! Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text. The presidential power to pardon is without limit. Without limit. Hillary could have pardoned herself for the murder of Vince Foster, for instance, if she were president.
0: That's funny. (laughs) A friend just uh, posed the question, could Trump pardon himself if indeed there are crimes?
1: Nobody's certain about that, but the guesses are yes, based on the Constitutional Scholar Roundtable I watched one morning well done sir but it, it's not certain on that but they think it'd probably be a yes y- yeah you'd certainly be a laughing stock of history yeah, but well, and, and the I'd politics... rather be a laughing stock than a prisoner and the politics would more mostly work these things out right yes
0: yeah more or less it's a messy business but yeah
1: Richard Nixon was pardoned but the uh, the party paid a hell of a price hmm right let's get the news out Richard Harris what's
3: Richard Harris? Uh, He passed away uh, quite a few years ago, I think. Someone left a cake out in the the rain. rain. (laughs) Yes, Ryan? (laughs) Okay, good morning. Uh, This is Ryan Harrison. U.S. Senator John McCain says he is not surprised about the Paul Manafort, George Papadopoulos indictments, and he believes there will be more. McCain also addressed Russian hacking attempts into state election systems. First of all, there's no doubt that they tried, my friends. Have no doubt that they tried. I have not seen
1: evidence that they affected the outcome of any of the the state elections.
3: Speaking at the U.S. Naval Academy in Maryland, the Arizona Republican says he's worried about Americans losing faith in the nation's democratic institutions, meanwhile Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says that quote, so far Russia doesn't figure in any way in these charges which have been made, and that Russia hopes that they do not feed what he called hysteria.
0: Shut up Ivan.
3: Peskov adds that uh, the accusations of Russian meddling in the election remain unfounded, and he says that connections between former Trump foreign policy adviser George Papadopoulos and a man he believed to have links to uh, Russian foreign ministry did not prove any complicity by the Russian government. Cal State Fullerton preparing for a visit from controversial speaker Milo Yiannopoulos, who's expected to be on campus this evening at the invitation of the university's college Republicans group. Cal State Fullerton beefing up security for the event, pointing to a previous appearance by the former Breitbart editor at UC Berkeley that was canceled due to massive protests the, on that campus. The college Republican group spokeswoman says the goal is to draw attention to free speech and the presence of politically conservative students on campus. Critics say Yiannopoulos seeks to divide people by race and religion. I can't
1: completely figure out Milo, because there's a, a lot of criticism of him being a uh, um, uh, a PR machine... Um, grandstander, showboat, etc. And then there's a lot of stuff floating around on the internet about what he's up to. Um, But whenever I see him in a a serious setting,
0: he's as good on free speech as anybody I've ever heard speak. I would agree. Well, and the charge, he tries to divide people, blah, blah, blah. Well, he gets to. Maybe you find that loathsome. I actually don't agree with the charge. Um, But you get to. So shut up. Maybe you don't like it. To give a better speech disagreeing with them. Write an op-ed. Go chant if you want. Just don't bust anybody's head open. Well, speaking of free speech or a lack thereof, China,
3: considering new rules that could jail people for up to three years for disrespecting the national anthem. Yes, now ri- that's how you treat your national anthem. You use ri-
1: it at a birthday party, you go to prison.
3: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not allowed to sing it in China at parties, weddings, funerals, perceived disrespect that could bring a 15-day sentence China hasn't offered any explanation for the potential stiff increase in the penalty. As it stands, the Chinese anthem can only be played at large sporting events, diplomatic occasions, and the uh, international gatherings that they hold in China.
0: So, uh, China! Right, so uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a soccer match is okay, but a funeral's not.
1: I've <laughs> never been to a funeral, birthday party, bar, anywhere where they sung the national anthem. That would be odd. Mm.
3: The annual Harry Houdini seance being held in New York City later today. The famed magician died on Halloween in 1926 at age 52, famously said if he couldn't escape from the beyond and return that no one could. It'll take place at the Sojourn Restaurant on the Upper East Side, that's the site of the escape artist's first home in Manhattan. Magicians consider the place haunted and will try to talk to Houdini today as they do every year on the anniversary of his death. Whatever gets you through the night. Well, getting you you through the night with a lot of candy. You want to go to San Francisco or San Jose. They make Zillow's top ten list for most candy collected in the least amount of time. And that's your news. I'm Ryan Harris on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West.
1: I I have yet to observe a Halloween situation where children didn't end up with enough candy. (laughs) There's plenty of it out there. Maybe back in the day, I don't know, in the 50s, could you, you end up with like four lollipops at the end of the night? But God, in the modern world, there's freaking candy everywhere. Three carrot sticks in a lollipop. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the
2: of a nightmare. the end of the block was handing out pebbles.
0: <laughs> so, on a much more serious note, uh, perhaps you heard Bo Bergdahl, the infamous deserter slash Taliban captive, testified at his sentencing hearing yesterday. It was some moving stuff. Or was it wasn't the day before, it was recently. That I know. We'll have Jim Ryan of ABC News to tell us what he said. Some of it was pretty moving. And are you going to let us know how much candy you can eat before you die? Absolutely. If you'll tell us about the new season <laughs> of the Cardassians. Because
1: I'm going to hit my kids with that knowledge tonight. About the Cardassians? <laughs> no, no, about the candy. Oh, I see. Scientists have proven. That's right. You know that? You'll die. Stay Jack, tuned. Jack,
4: are you still laying out uh, cream corn? Oh,
1: of course. You come to my door. You're getting cream corn in your little pumpkin. I hope you don't have a brown paper bag. It's going to go poorly. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. Well, you remember during the campaign when Trump would say, sometimes at his rallies, he'd say, we should take Bo Bergdahl and and drop him out of a plane? Do you remember that? Yeah. And the crowd would cheer like
0: crazy? Yeah. That was something. Now he's the commander-in-chief and Bo Bergdahl's on trial. Well, he's being sentenced. But
1: he would bring that up at like every rally. Obviously, Trump thought that was a big
0: issue for a lot of people at his rallies. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep, indeed. And he was right. Jim Ryan, ABC News correspondent, joins us to talk about the uh, sentencing phase of Bo Bergdahl's situation. And and, uh, Bergdahl surprised a lot of people by testifying at length the other day.
4: Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm well, yes, and he's expected to be back on the stand today to continue his testimony. Uh, Bergdahl uh, taking the stand in his own defense at his sentencing phase of his trial. He pleaded guilty a couple of weeks ago to desertion and to misbehavior before the enemy. Uh, Yesterday, he took the stand first to apologize to the other military members and to the spouses and families of those other military members who were injured while they were out looking for him. It was really the first time he'd shown much emotion during this entire process but choked back tears when he said that it was a horrible mistake that he had made when he walked away from his post in Afghanistan. Uh, and, of course, uh, expressing remorse for those people who were hurt and trying to find him.
1: How long was he in uh, a captive of the Taliban? Five years. Wow, that's yeah, a captured. long time.
4: It is. Uh, 2009, he walked away from his post and was, uh, within hours he was captured by these uh, Taliban fighters. And he was held in a dark room for much of that time. He was he was handed from one group to another several times. It says that he endured years of, uh, of torture and and being kept in a uh, dark room, uh, chained to a bed, and and uh, beaten by his captors. He gave that testimony after making this apology to those people who were wounded during the search for him. It was released in 2014 in this controversial prisoner exchange, five Taliban fighters from Guantanamo Bay for, uh, in exchange for uh, Bo Bergdahl. He
0: spoke for two and a half hours. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, it was a long testimony there, and, and is likely to be long again today. Now, obviously, he's trying. He's not necessarily appealing to the sympathies of the judge, but he's a, he's appealing for leniency. This is a military proceeding. A an army colonel is hearing the case. There's no jury in this case, uh, but uh, he's, he's certainly hoping that there will be a possibility of some leniency. Five years in the captivity of Taliban. His attorneys hope will be punishment enough.
0: Interesting. Jim, I'm sure you'll be uh, following the testimony today as well. Thanks a million for the report. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I, I, well, I want to get into comment. Nice job by Jim, though. Thanks uh, very much. Is he a nut? Uh, Bergdahl? Yeah. Oh, he's unquestionably a nut. Yeah, he was a nut when he went in. He was a nut while he served. He's a nut now. And they, they, they never should have accepted him. Uh, I've heard multiple people in the military say they can't believe that the Army hung on to him. Uh, But anyway, he talked talked at length about, you know, the beating and torture and emotional torture for five years, the constant deterioration of everything, the constant pain of my body falling apart, the constant internal screams, blah, blah, blah. And I hear a lot. He's screaming at the radio. Who cares? F him. He left his post. Guys got hurt. Some people think guys got killed searching for him, et cetera, et cetera. There's disagreement over that. It's unquestioned that one guy was shot in the head and lost the rest of his functioning life. While looking for this guy, um, you know my uh, and, and you know it's funny. I don't have a strong opinion on this. My question would be, wh- how about we sentence him to be tortured for five years? Would that be enough? Because that's what he got.
1: He's lucky he didn't get just to just get his head sawed off. It's amazing right. that
0: he didn't. Right. So you know the the interesting part is the judge could say, you know what, you've suffered enough. The judge could say, go to jail for the rest of your life. That's a, lot a tough of latitude.
1: One. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, we are at war. Got to make it pretty clear to everybody on your side in a war that you don't get to go join the other side. I don't care what your problem is. You can't mm-hmm. do that.
0: Yeah, You can't do that. That's a really big deal. Yeah, You know, it's funny. This, this is a microcosm of society in a way. And again, I don't have a strong opinion on this one. But one thing, if you raise kids, you realize sometimes doing the right thing makes you sad. regularly Yeah, sometimes you have to you know bring the hammer down or punish or deny your kids what they want and and you know it's the right thing but it makes you sad you wish you didn't have to do that and there are about you know there are chunk of people in a functioning society that understand sometimes justice makes you sad because sometimes somebody who never really had a fair shot does something so horrendous they have to go away forever and you want to show mercy but you can't Um.
1: If we make it clear that, you know, if you're troubled enough, going and the en- joining the enemy, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I understand. You've, you've had a troubled life.
0: Or, right, you're you kind emotional of confused. Problems. You didn't know if you're straight know. or not, et cetera, et cetera. Your dad's a weirdo with a beard. Um, yeah, I don't, it, He, you know, he claims, and I haven't heard anybody really contradict this, he thought his outfit was being run poorly, so he just wandered out. He's going to walk 20 miles through Afghanistan to go tell his superiors. We heard other stories. I don't know which are true. If there's, the guy's a Fruit Loop,
1: and, and at this very compassion—excuse me—at this very compassionate point in in human history, at least in America, which it certainly is, yeah, yeah. If there is an end to the line for compassion, you would think it might be right at the front lines between our troops and the other troops in a war. If there is an end to the line,
0: where you just got to do what you got to do, yeah. and right, yeah, no excuses, yeah, yeah. I guess,
1: I guess. So, did, was it a rambling like two and a half hours? Sounded like a crazy person, or
0: I don't know. Do you I keep didn't it really hear How about that.
1: his nut job parents? Remember when they came out with with Obama,
0: and he was clearly hitting on the hot mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but meanwhile, dad, his dad, who looked like he was straight out of the Taliban, right, was right. uh,
1: speaking to him in, in in Pashtun or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That was weird. He, a recent convert to Islam. Yeah, very odd. Yes, Sean. It's just a it's 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 strange. Like I don't. I, I like the the aspect that that Joe brought up about the is the punishment already implicit in the crime where he was with the Taliban for five years, which is far worse than anything that, that we're going to do him no in game. America. We're
0: put him in a cage and and not allow him to sleep and beat him for five talking years. Talk about
1: cruel and unusual.
0: Yeah, that's 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 pretty good punishment. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Some of y'all have different ideas, and I respect them. Like the president, drop him out of the back of a plane. I don't think that's. Some, I don't think we do that. Huh? We don't do. We that. don't do that. No, we don't hurl people out of planes. So are you going to much? much.
1: <laughs> what if we really don't like them? What are you going to tell us? How much candy you have to eat before you would actually die? Is that coming up? According... How much time we got, Michael? About thirty
0: seconds. Yeah, it's
1: coming up. Well, well I don't want
0: to. I don't want to like give people the wrong impression and accidentally cause them to eat yeah. so much candy they die. And
1: what if somebody has to run into work and the only thing that would have
0: saved them? Do you know what LD50 is, Jack? No. It's not your best sunscreen. Mm -mm. It's lethal dose of 50% of the subjects. If you give 20 rats 50 cups of coffee and half of them die, well, first Marshall will report on it and try to scare you. (laughs) Yeah, he will. But that's LD50. That's a 50% lethal dose. Half the subjects die. Okay. And that's an important concept to keep in mind as I reveal to you how many fun-sized treats you would have to eat <laughs> before it killed you. Stay with us. Keep that in mind after
1: your kids go to bed and you keep going raiding their little pumpkin.
0: <laughs> Perhaps you get your medical marijuana going.
1: One more little Kit Kat wouldn't hurt me watching the ball game. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.